It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Providing our kids with opportunities to actually brainstorm and come up with solutions on their own. Collaborate. It's so powerful. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Well, another week is almost over, Friday. It feels good. It means that we get to um, be with our families, hopefully, so long as you're not working this weekend. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm here with my wife and mum to our six kids, Kylie. Uh, How are you feeling, Kylie? The countdown is really on for us. Our house is about to be on the market and hopefully I'm going to be joining you and we'll be together again as a family really soon, permanently. I'm really looking forward to that, but there just doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Finding a house, it's driving me crazy. How many houses do you reckon we've looked at so far? Too many. I actually, I was speaking to an agent and I said, he said, I'm ringing up about blah, blah, blah house. And I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry. Until I'm in front of the computer, I won't have a clue which house you're talking about. I've been inundated. And he said, what do you mean inundated? He said, we can't get enough houses to show people. And I said, I am looking at <laughs> every one of them. Everything. <laughs> we are literally, I mean, we've got six kids, right? I, I, this is not what today's podcast is about. Today's podcast is about I'll do better tomorrow. Um, we'll get to that in a sec, but we are looking at everything from like three bedroom shacks <laughs> up to big, big houses uh, and, and you name it because we just, we just want to find a house that's going to work for our family. And, and I mean, Obviously, a three-bedroom house isn't, but we're we're open to just about anything right now, aren't we? And housing, the housing market. For anyone who is looking, we feel your pain. <laughs> and for anyone who is selling, uh, good luck to you. Like, you're going to do really well, but then you're going to be looking and it's just unbelievable. The Australian housing market generally, or at least here in Southeast Queensland, holy smokes. Holy smokes. And you know the, the scary thing? I saw a house um, that sold the other day that we liked the look of. They bought it, what, like two years ago for $1.3 million. And we're like, oh, maybe we're in with a shot. They sold it for 2.4. And it, didn't do a thing to it. And in didn't that do anything years. to it in two years. It's like, how in the world? Of, I mean, we could get onto the whole political and economic conversation. That's not the purpose of the podcast, but things are kind of intense when it comes to the house hunting. Anyway, I'll do better tomorrow, honey. Have you done better? <laughs> so or, the, or have we got some learning? <laughs> the idea of I'll do better tomorrow, thanks for listening to our whinge and whine. How, how fortunate are we? Honestly, let's, let's not whinge and whine too much. How fortunate are we to live in a country where we, where we actually do have housing and we have the, the opportunities that we have in this country are just, just, just wonderful. I'll do better tomorrow is a podcast that we do every Friday where we focus on the things that have happened during the week, what worked, what didn't, how we can be better parents next week. It's all about being better. Tomorrow. Uh, this week, I had an experience that reminded me of the space shuttle. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. The space Let shuttle. Yeah, and as you know, I'm anything but a rocket scientist. <laughs> I don't know much about um, I'm intrigued. Space Tell me more. Aeronautics. Okay, well, I'll start with the space shuttle and then I'll share the parenting experience. For the space shuttle to get into orbit, it has to go 28,000 kilometres an hour. Let me say that again, 28,000 kilometres an hour. That's 280 times faster than we travel when we're driving down the freeway in a 100 zone. That's fast, 280 times faster. It's unimaginably fast. It's, I looked this up, it's nine times faster than a speeding bullet. Superman doesn't fly as fast as the space shuttle when it's in orbit. 28,000 k an hour. Anyway. Superman's not real, you know. Yeah, I, thank you. The other thing about the space shuttle, though, is that it takes 10 minutes to get 
to 28,000 K an hour. So in the first 10 seconds from liftoff to 100 K an hour, 10 seconds. It takes about a minute to get to 1,000 Ks an hour. And then over the next nine minutes, as, as it accelerates through the atmosphere and eventually drops those rocket boosters as, as it enters orbit, it goes from that 1,000 K mark to 28,000 K an hour. Drops those rocket boosters, the jet fuel, the, the rocket fuel. Well, I think that's key there. It has to drop a whole heap to get to that speed. Uh, I don't know where you're going with this. Can you just get to the point? Did, did you know it goes through the average family swimming pool, like a backyard swimming pool, an in-ground swimming pool, 40,000 litres, goes through one of those in, in, in rocket fuel like every five seconds. Wow. In the initial stages of liftoff. Wow. I mean, that is thirsty, right? <laughs> That's insane. So is that what it's dropping? It's dropping the fuel tanks. Yeah, those fuel tanks. Those fuel tanks, they're like multiple stories high and there's three of them. The big orange one in the middle and the two white ones, they're, they're, that's the, the rocket fuel. Right. They're, 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 they're the boosters. All the fuel's in there. It all mixes together and <laughs> propels it into the, wow. into the atmosphere. 28,000 k's an hour after 10 minutes. But here's the fascinating thing about the rocket being in orbit. Once it's in orbit, it doesn't have the big fuel tanks anymore. It only has enough fuel on it to propel it back into the Earth's atmosphere and land when it comes back to Earth. In other words, while it's rocketing around the earth at 28,000 kilometers an hour, it's really not consuming any fuel. The earth's gravitational pull and orbit and all the space stuff that I don't understand keeps it going at that speed. Now, normally I use that analogy when I'm talking to students in schools about their study habits. And I'll say to them, if you can just commit to 10 minutes of study without any distraction, 10 minutes of blisteringly intense study, like the rocket launching once you've done 10 minutes, you will be in orbit and you'll be able to study for another hour, two hours. I think hours. it works with house cleaning too. I think it works with just about <laughs> anything. And this is my point. So I need to make a parenting expert confession. Uh-oh. Yeah, and this is a big one. And you know this because you've watched me over the last 20 years with our kids, 23, 24 years with our kids. I actually hate playing most games with kids. The games that I like playing with the kids are the active games where we're wrestling and we're pushing one another off the bed and we're um, barreling into one another or we're throwing things or kicking things. I like active games. I like being in the pool. I'm happy to play with the kids that way. But if somebody says, hey, let's play snakes and ladders, let's play checkers, let's play even the, the really cool board games that everyone gets excited about, what do I usually do? Oh, you leave that up to me. Yeah. yeah. And what do I actually do? You whinge and complain. And then? You disappear. I disappear. <laughs> I That's what I mean. You I leave it to me. I leave the. I'm like, you know what, Kylie? You you can do the jigsaw puzzle. But I'm okay with that because I'm not going to wrestle. I don't like doing yeah, that. Well, that's right. We've got strengths. We've got things that we prefer to do and things we don't. But you play the card games and you do all of that sort of stuff. The reason for this very long winded and uh, conversation about space shuttles and committing to ten minutes is that over the last weekend, given that I only get weekends with the kids as we're dealing with the aforementioned move to the coast and everything associated with that. Over the weekend, I committed to play some card games with the kids while Mrs. Happy Families went and fell asleep on a bed in a different room. That was such a good move. <laughs> and, and I played card games with the kids for ages. I got about an hour to myself. And what I found was that the first 10 minutes were torture. And then I really began to enjoy myself. Oh. So much so that when I got home, our, el our second eldest daughter, our 19-year-old, nearly 20-year-old, uh, she's living in our house in Brisbane with me while we get her for sale because uh, she's still going to work and everything. When I got home that evening after being with you guys for the weekend, I got home a bit early, had some dinner. It was only about 6.30 and I said, do you want to do anything? And she said, want to play a game? 
And inside, I went, no, no, I don't. And I shouldn't have offered. I should have just gone and picked up a book and read it and disappeared into a room. But instead, I said, okay. And I committed to 10 minutes. And we ended up playing games for about an hour and a half. And we had so much fun. It was the most fun that I've had with this particular daughter in, as, in literally as long as I can remember. So that's my I'll do better tomorrow. Be the rocket ship. Be the space shuttle. Commit to 10 minutes, no matter how crappy the thing that you think you have to do is. And watch what happens because it might actually be way better than you thought. You might find yourself in orbit rocketing around the the earth that your children inhabit at 28,000 kilometres an hour going, check out the view. This is actually pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Do you like that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my older better tomorrow. We'll find out what your one is next with a flashback, a callback to our conversation on Wednesday about letting kids find their own limits. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. I don't have a rocket ship analogy. <laughs> Thank goodness for but that. We don't have time for another one. That took way too long. <laughs> a couple of days ago, we had a conversation about a beautiful little girl who tried to pour herself a glass of juice. Yeah, yeah. If you missed it, Wednesday's podcast, uh, it got people going again. Uh, feedback, by the way, podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au. I don't know if I want to ask for it, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we talked about um, giving kids the opportunity to find their own limits. And I, it, it actually inspired one of my own parenting moments mm. when we were on the beach the other day. Miss mm. um, Seven was walking along the beach. She loves exploring the rocks as we make our way down to the yellow, red and yellow flags. And she recognised as we were walking that after the heavy rains that we've had over the last couple of weeks, that quite a few rocks had you know kind of become misplaced I guess they were on the smooth sand instead of where the rocks were and she kicked a toe on one of them ouch and so I you know positioned myself on the sand near the flag so I could watch the kids in the water and and I realized that she hadn't followed her sisters in and the next thing I knew she's digging up one of these rocks and carrying it and putting it further up the beach and I thought oh I wonder what she's doing and so I just watched her for a little bit and the next thing I know, she's raced over to a couple of other kids and they were building sandcastles and she carried the rock to them and they started talking and I couldn't hear anything. I was just kind of watching this all unfold from a distance. And the next thing I know, these kids are out of the sandpit and they're racing to get rocks. All of them. There's four of them now. So they're getting rocks and they're build, starting to build a pile of these rocks and the rocks get bigger. I'm talking like boulder size, a seven-year-old's head. They, they were picking up yep. heavy heavy big. rocks. Yeah. And so at some point, the rock was too heavy for Emily to do on her own. So she's called in some help. Yep. And now there's two of them right. carrying a rock to <laughs> yeah. the pile. Yep. Well, as it continues, there's a big rock. Uh-huh. Like it's fully submerged in the sand. Right. They can just see the tip of it yep. and they're digging. Right. They're digging and digging. I, I, what I love about this instantly is we've got kids outside cooperating, recruiting one another, and they're active and doing something that to them is completely absorbing. I just – I love this story completely. Well, I was, I, was, I was looking forward to reading my book. Right. But I couldn't, I couldn't even – Couldn't stop. I couldn't stop watching them. Watching I was it. enthralled yeah, yeah, yeah. by what I was seeing. So they've got to a point where they're fully – 
you know, kind of discovered how big this rock is, realised it's way too big. Emily has tried to pick it up with everything she's got and she has done it, but she knows she can't hold it. So there's a kid and he's got his hands underneath and then it's like, oh no, we need more help. (laughs) So now there's four kids trying to carry this rock, but they only make a couple of steps before someone says, I've got to let go. And they all kind of just drop this rock while they jump backwards because they know that it could land on their feet. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how this is going to play out. So they start to pick it up again and realize that it's just too heavy. So the next thing Emily's saying, let's roll it. But it's not a nice round rock and it's not rolling for them on the wet sand. Um, Meantime, there's a lifeguard who's just off to the side and he's been watching the whole thing. And they look up at him and go, can you help us? Big, strong, burly guy. Right. He got in not there. Not wearing a shirt. Not wearing a shirt. <laughs> um, he, he got in there and he picked this rock up and he took it to the pile for them. And as I watched it unfold, there was a part of me that was screaming inside. These were big rocks. Yep. And there could have been- Squashed toes. S- some very squashed toes yeah, if yeah. this went wrong. Mm. But I just loved their initiative. First and foremost, there was care factor. They were actually doing this because they didn't want anyone else to stub their toe like Emily had just done. Mm. So she was trying to clean the beach up. Yeah. But secondly, she recognised that what she was doing, she couldn't do on her own. So she went and got help. Mm. And together, they actually created plans to work out how to do it and do it recognising that they, there were safety factors that need. I didn't have to say a thing. Yeah, they, you know, they, they figured out where the boundaries were. They navigated it themselves. And then when they realised that they couldn't do it by themselves, they sought out a safe person to help them. I know that they didn't ask you to help carry the heavy rock. Yeah, I'm really glad. (laughs) But they worked that out too. (laughs) Who's going to help me the best? Oh, that guy over there there with (laughs) With the the muscles. With the shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed, by the way, that – so we shared this on our Facebook page after it happened, and I noticed that you made sure that the lifeguard carrying the heavy rock was in the photo. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe. (laughs) So the take-home message. Providing our kids with opportunities to actually brainstorm and and come up with solutions on their own. Collaborate. Is just, it's so powerful. Yeah. And while Emily didn't do a fist pump at the end of it, she just had the best time and so did those kids. Mm. And at the end of it, to show like their pile of rocks and big sticks that they'd collected- and they did it all so that people wouldn't stub their toes on rocks on the beach. It, it was just <laughs> such a joy to watch. We really hope that there's been some inspo in this I'll Do Better Tomorrow episode of the Happy Families podcast for you because we want you to have a great weekend doing better tomorrow with your kids. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I want to just quickly mention on the 24th, the 24th of this month, we have a free webinar about bringing up boys. And it's going to be an absolute cracker. Now, it's going to be short. We can't talk about everything, but around about 30 to 40 minutes of really great ideas about why boys are the way they are and how we can best work with them to help them to have happy, healthy lives in an era when everything masculinity-related is being questioned. Uh, You can get all the details on our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families, or at happyfamilies.com.au. I just wanted to give a a really big plug for that, and I'll continue to do that over the next couple of weeks on the podcast. Um, Thank you so much, Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. He's the guy that makes the podcast sound excellent. Somebody told me the other day, gee, your podcast sounds good, and it's all because of him. Uh, He's the producer of the podcast. Craig Bruce 
is the ideas guy. He's the one who finds some of the awesome stuff for us to talk about. That's what an executive producer does. And he always tells you how good you are at what you do and tells me how I can improve. So really appreciate Craig's work. The Happy Families podcast is produced and executive produced by those guys. And if you'd like more info about how your family can be happier, you can find it in the books that I've written. They're all available at happyfamilies.com.au. Thank you.